doing this. We're doing this live. What's up, guys? Another episode of All the Fistful of Collars, and it is the big one. It is the biggest, if, if anything, because we're only eight days out from ADCC 2019, and we are all super, super jacked to be talking all things about ADCC this week. We have got at the table Chase Smith. Ryan Smith, no relation, even though they do kind of look alike, right? From the bad side, I If I got Chase and I kind of stretched you out a little bit. <laughs> Ryan looks like he could be Chase's older brother, I think. There you go, yeah. That's rude. That's rude to him. I'm older than him. <laughs> but that's a compliment because he's saying that you look young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got Michael Sears and we got myself, Hal Teague. So, today, ADCC. Wow, there is a lot to talk about. And that is no exaggeration because... Now we're kind of coming into the home stretch. You know, everybody's super excited. Michael and I were in New York last week. We were at the Pan No Gi Championships, which is actually a super cool event, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. We saw uh, seven different people that are doing ADCC where they're competing. I uh, had right. some mixed results for them, but uh, I mean, the big story was Keenan lost in his weight, came back to win the absolute. But it's interesting. Uh, you talked with him a lot about how he's changing up his style. Yeah, I mean, we followed him right through the tournament. He was really super accommodating to us like sticking a camera in his face every step of the way <laughs> sorry keenan but uh i mean that was a freaking awesome tournament it was uh it was short and sweet just a nice little tune up for adcc but uh like mike said there are a lot of guys from adcc who are there competing and um we're just a bunch of other guys who weren't as well you know just happened to be there coaching like gordon and jameel hill so Talking to all these guys, the general consensus is that these guys are all so excited for ADCC. It's hard not to be, right? Yeah. I mean, the countdown, I feel like it's been going forever. I know I'm just ready to get in that building and see some damn matches. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, been right. a lot of work, and we're all we're all super pumped. But yeah. it, it is, we're right there. I'm just, every, I can't barely, I can barely sleep. I'm so excited. I'm ready for this. <laughs> ready so. to Anaheim. So what, so what did you think about the dynamic with uh, Keena being a part of Danhurst now? I'm glad you asked me that because I found it intriguing, I'm going to say. So uh, if you haven't seen it, I suggest you go check it out. We did a, a follow-along with Keenan, right? Like we followed him through every match through his weight division. He only had two. He won one. He lost one. Lost in the final. And then he came back and he did the absolute division. He won that, right? So silver and a gold. Kind of a weird one, right? Yeah. But like Mike says, there was a there was a a dynamic that everybody noticed because, well, you guys saw, right? Gordon was in Keenan's corner for this. Mm. This is kind of weird, right? Kind of unexpected. But, I mean, Keenan's been there training for the last couple of weeks, but I didn't really expect Gordon to be coaching him every step of the way, considering they're in the same weight division in a couple of weeks. What was the dynamic between them like? It was Coach Gordon. It was Coach Gordon. <laughs> it was 100% Gordon was like, Telling Keenan straight up what to do, giving him advice in between matches, and yeah, it was everything. Yeah, Gordon yeah. told Keenan to do the absolute when he lost his weight division. Yeah, I thought that was a great, that was, that was a great part of the video you guys put out. Um, this actually speaks to a bigger trend too. We've seen where we got Muhammad Ali is training with Cyborg down at down at Fight Sports right now to get ready for ADCC. There seems to be the the traditional separation of like my opponent is my enemy or I can't learn my secrets. That's gone. That seems to be completely gone at the high le- highest level right now and. I think it's great, but what do, what do you guys, is that weird? Is it, it was I mean, weird. Is, is it, it's a little weird, right? <laughs> what, happens, <laughs> what, what, what happens if they fight, right? Because Keenan's telling you in the interview, he's basically throwing his old game out the window, and he's all in on Danaher now. And he's so gonna... I'm not the only one who noticed this, and a few people commented on it to me as well, but there seemed to be like a real kind of big brother thing going on with Gordon, mm-hmm. right? And Gordon's the younger guy, but I think it's kind of notable maybe that Gordon 
is the only person to have ever tapped out Keenan in competition. He has two submission oh, wow. wins over him, right? And like nobody else has tapped out Keenan. So Keenan going there and by all accounts, like, you know, getting his ass kicked in training and apparently Gordon's been sort of kind of working him over. Like I'm not saying those exact words came through to me, but Keenan was pretty kind of open about the fact that Gordon seems to be doing the better in the training and stuff. And then to go into the competition, it, was, it really was like kind of like a big brother thing going on. Hmm. So, well, they don't even look when they stand next to each other. They don't even look like they're about to compete in the same weight class. No, they don't. Gordon, Gordon looks massively bigger. bigger. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I know funny story. I said to Gordon, I was like, "Damn, dude, you look huge." And he's like, "Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet story you got there. Yeah, check I saw out on his Instagram though. He's weighing two fifteen. I think he's like three pounds under the, the limit, so there's no cut. So I'm eating like a fudge sandwich the night or fudgeicle or whatever it was. So. Jeez. He's on point. Check out that video, though. If uh, it's a rare edit by How, How, you know, if you like BJJ, if you like BJJ hacks, check it out because How's so busy, he doesn't do much long editing like that. But he it's put true. it together. It's got a little BJJ hacks vibe, and it's really, really insightful to Keenan and the way he's changing up his camp for this. Yeah, we're gonna throw that video up on YouTube in a few days as well, mm, just to let you guys know. So we'll give you that one for free because it's a special one. So okay. S- speaking about uh, <laughs> Gordon, lo- Gordon looking big, we were talking with Dylan, and Dylan. He'd rather be at 88. He's way smaller than these guys going in there. Yeah, yeah. Cause that, that's a tough one, right? Because Dylan's going to have to go up a division because Murillo's in at 88. So you guys saw the interview with Dylan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, strong words from, from Dylan. but Always, I, right? I, I will say, um, I, I think... Uh, Get a bit closer to that mic. Looking at, looking at Dylan through the years... I will say he's 100% in my shortlist of people I, I don't believe is juicing at all. Like, he doesn't have the body that's, like, super jacked. There's right. no crazy traps. Like, all the telltale signs are not on Dylan. So I got to respect him for, for, I think, really being a, a tr- uh, clean athlete in both MMA and jiu-jitsu, which are notoriously kind of uh, wild sports for that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Calling guys out like Gordon for, for PED usage is, is crazy because – I'm proven at this point, but Dylan's sticking to his guns. So it's sort of he's not the only person that he accused of, though. right? He multiple, multiple people, yeah, of course. No, he basically said the entire division. Right. <laughs> right. But Typical Dylan style. Yeah. He's like, they're all juice heads. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so does it matter in an event where you know there's no testing? It's not the Olympics where you, you know you're legit cheating. You know, that's a, I mean, that's a that's a maybe a discussion for another day. I'd say. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was interesting that Dylan did like. You know, he's obviously fired up, but he knows that he's going to have a big size disadvantage mm-hmm. against these guys because these guys, what's two of, what's 99? It's like 216. It's like 218, I want to say. 218, somewhere around there. So, um, in pounds, 218.2. And Dylan said he's like 195 right now. Yeah, he can make 88, no problem. Easy, right? Yeah. But Morello's in at 88, and he doesn't want to do that because he'd have to potentially, you know, go up against the guy who's now his coach. Mm, yeah. so that's not going to happen. But uh, but it does open up the question, though, of, like, the 99-kilogram division in general because, I don't know, do you guys think it's, uh, it's as competitive as maybe we're, we're, we're kind of saying, you know, or do you think this is Gordon's to run away with? I think it's Gordon's to run away with. I don't realistically see anybody under 99 that – can uh, can challenge him. Zero hesitation I, there. I got to disagree. I got to What about Vinny's beat him before? Vinny was an interesting. Uh, could throw some kicks in there. What do you think, Chase? So, so Michael and I, we've been shooting these um, preview videos, some analysis of, of the rosters for each division, and we just finished the 90, under ninety nine this morning. And it's definitely don't get me wrong, Gordon's the front runner. I think it's Gordon's to win, but there there are some key challenges in that division. Uh, Vinny Vinny Magalize 
is I think the, a key component there. He has a recent win over Gordon, um, and it, it was by criteria. It was a controversial uh, match. I think he won by what would be called an advantage or something like that. Um, but still, he's a he's a three time bronze medalist and a one time ADCC champion. Vinny is. So you can't count this dude out. Plus, he has one of the best finishing rates, I think, out of anyone. We just put out a pretty yeah, cool Yeah, where was he in that, that ranking? You, you did an analysis, right? Uh, for the uh, all-time? Yeah, for the uh, for the guys coming into this ADCC. He you was did six, a, six, 65% of his ADCC. Or the, the, yeah, 65% of his ADCC matches have been subs. That's, that's a lot. good. That's high. Yeah, that's then, super good. Especially for being in, like, four or five ADCCs. Yeah, he's got 17, <laughs> 17 wins. That's 65. And then sixty overall, no geese, 67% of his wins have been submissions. So, Vinny, yeah, he gets after it. Man, he does get after That's actually super high because, you know, you think, oh, 67% doesn't sound that much. But when you consider these are elite-level black belts, um, finishes aren't that common, right? Yeah, I mean, tapping, you know, 65% of people at ADCC, the, the biggest grappling event in no gi, these are all, I mean, it's not right. No, no, no scrubs there. You're tapping all legit people. So it's, uh, yeah, it's incredible. So, Chase, mm-hmm. you mentioned you have some thoughts on the 99 kilogram division. Ryan's going all in on Gordon on this uh, one. Uh, well, I, uh, like I said, I, Michael it, seems to sorry. So Michael seems to think that Vinny's going to uh, be the disruptor here. I don't. Th- I, no, I, I just think you got to give Vinny credit. I got. I mean, I don't have Vinny winning it right now, but I mean, he's beat Gordon before, so you got to you got to think about him. I, I'm with Michael on here. That's what I was what I was getting to is that, that Vinny could disrupt some dreams. Uh, but we have a lot of really, really key athletes here. We, we have Patrick Gaudio, I think, uh, had a great match with Gordon earlier. Um, that was, of course, without the heel hooks, without that part of the equation, and that could really change things. But we also have Jackson Souza, Dylan, Felipe Andrews, another dark horse we were Jackson talking about. Jackson took third last time. Um, Hulk, don't forget Hulk. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm high on Hulk. I know, I know you're not after Vegas, but I, I still think Hulk could pull it off. I, I, there is a big question mark over Hulk after what happened to Vegas in the Grand Prix, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his single leg looked great, but his cardio is the question after yeah. Vegas, right? I mean, mm-hmm. long matches at ADCC as well. That's what I was saying. Not ten minute matches, right? but was he trying to peak for ADCC? Was he not quite ready? And also, mm, I point. mean, he's not going to be wrestling Cyborg. He might be not using much strength against these guys. Might have burned himself out a little bit against Briggs, beating him 11-0. I, I could see Hulk making the final here for sure. But I got to say, but I, go on. I, the, 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 second, the person I have as my second favorite is Keenan. But the question that Michael and I had is what does Keenan do if he faces Gordon? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's yeah, going against question. his coach now. He's got to go fight his master. <laughs> What's he going to do? <laughs> he's got to fight his sensei. Yeah. But, I mean, does he try to you – can't, you can't play the Danaher system against the guy who was raised in it. Hell no. you so, got to go uh, back to your A game. Yeah, that's so, actually not worked out twice now. Yeah. yeah. So and you'd have to think that Gordon's – not only has his experience in competition, you know, it's given him a very, very good look at that. But they've trained together a bunch, obviously, since then. So he's probably figured out all the weak spots, right? You got to give Gordon the advantage, right, in, the, in the, that matchup. But you never know. Maybe Keenan Keenan's also doing a little bit of homework. I'm okay, sure. So he's that's making a long-winded notes. answer, but you seem to be picking Gordon as well. I could. I do pick Gordon. <laughs> yeah. I could see Hulk out wrestling Keenan if they met each other. If they end up in the semifinal or something, former teammates be interested. I could see Hulk out wrestling Keenan for sure. Strategy's huge in ADCC. I kind of let's take a look at the 99. I mean, it kind of is dumb to bet against Gordon, but I like I like what you said, Mike, and especially when you ran through a couple names there, Chase, about how picking the guys, if there any is there is anybody who could beat him, who would it be? Dylan Danis, maybe. Dylan Danis <laughs> Dylan, Dylan Danis pushed him last time. I think he the internet would off. explode if Dylan Danis beat Gordon. Gaudio pushed him before. Dylan Danis pushed him before. I was going to say, yeah. man, honestly, I think that, you know, anything could happen, but 
I think Dylan is definitely a disruptor in that division mm. because we we luckily we got to see him train at Unity Thursday Friday, and uh, he's looking so sharp. And Paolo Miao had some really really good comments about him as well, saying that Dylan's like a sniper. Like you leave one tiny little thing hanging out there, one small mistake, one opening, and he's on it. And I think a lot of people do not give Dylan's jujitsu the credit it deserves because let's be frank. Dylan is a very polarizing character, mm. and not a lot of people like him. Yeah, half okay? the division doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> half, the, half the jiu-jitsu community doesn't like him. Okay. But it's maybe a little bit of a stretch to say that he doesn't have good jiu-jitsu because he can hang with any world-class black belt. He doesn't have the results because, let's be frank, Dylan doesn't fight smart. Dylan doesn't give a shit about strategy. That is his biggest problem. He sure. does not go out there looking to play the points game it's almost like dishonorable for him to win by points he wants to go out and finish the guy and that is really hard like we just said so what happens is he goes out there and he loses matches that he should have won because he's throwing himself into all kind of crazy positions looking for a submission when to be honest if he just locked the game down and scored on points his record could be a lot better than it is now when i spoke to gordon gordon had a really you know kind of a strong rebuttal for when we said, you know, what do you think about Gordon's uh, about Dylan's comments recently? And Gordon was just like, he sucks. Like <laughs> he's got like a like a you know a point five hundred win rate or something like that in 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 jujitsu, and it's true. But Gordon also acknowledges the fact that he can hang and that his jujitsu is better than people think. So I'm not I don't know. It really is a tough stretch of the imagination to pick Dylan going through because I just don't see his style, you know, taking him there. But can't write him out but I am also going to say that Gaudio for me is one of the biggest dark horses in that category and I got to say people saying like oh yeah what about the leg locks listen Gaudio has got one of the most underrated technical games in Jiu Jitsu like by far the guy looks like a physical monster he is a physical monster right but people seem to ignore the fact that he actually pulls guard a lot and he has a great guard mm. game he has a great single leg x he has a great x guard he wrestles up from bottom really well he's a phenomenal competitor as well he knows the points game inside out he's been competing at the highest level since he was a freaking yellow belt you know he's been going at it head to head with other guys who are now literally among the best in the world like mm. him and lucas hulk barboza have been fighting each other since they were yellow belts like he grew up going against the top guys in the world he is an elite competitor but he doesn't have the track record in no gi like some of these guys do so i feel like some people are looking past gaudio uh, a couple things on that a couple things i like about dylan it sounds crazy considering that he's owing to at adcc but i think he's got a good style for adcc he, li- he likes to scramble he thrives in the scramble he's got decent wrestling he's got a good guillotine something i like about him is thriving in that scramble liking the scramble being lighter than these guys he's got less to carry around i think he'll be able to push the pace a little bit more so be interested. He's got nothing to lose too. He's an MMA fighter now. He's not, you know, and also Gaudio. Yeah, he doesn't have the nogi experience, but he's scrappy. And also, something about Gaudio. He's he's gone all in for nogi since since Worlds. Really, he used to basically be a gi guy. He moved to Miami. He's been doing a camp with. He's been doing nogi competition like months, right? Yeah, he's been mm-hmm. there for like two or three months. He's he's did Kasai. He did the Grand Prix. He's been focused all on nogi, and I'll be really interested to see how his games evolve since then. I agree. What else about the uh, 99? Um, we just got a new announcement because Claudio Calasans pulled out, so Tractor, Vinicius Tractor, came in 
as the uh, the latest uh, man to fill out that division. Of course, he's the guy just beginning on the weekend. Beat Panza in, in Vegas, too. He's got some good no-gi wins recently. Yeah, Trent Torres super tough. Uh, out of alliance there, trains at Marcelo Garcia Academy quite a bit. Really like his over-under passes. It looks a little bit like Bernardo Faria, like a, a smaller version. You can see why they call him the tractor, right? Yeah, yeah he just he's slowly space, moving right? forward, yeah. yeah. He's a lot of fun. Um, my eye for a dark horse is on is on Tex Johnson. So Tex, trials winner, uh, also has perhaps a submission of the year over Felipe Pena at Casaya that he'll look finish. Tex is big, man. We saw him at what is like, like two hundred forty pounds. He said at he's least. like two forty right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow. he's gonna have a severe cut. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. But uh, he's a huge man. Uh, doesn't wrestle at all though, which is definitely uh, curious given his frame. You look at him, he looks like a freaking linebacker. Always right? pulls guard. He sits down immediately, so he's gonna have to work fast. He's gonna have to work in those first five minutes to pull guard, get to his positions, and, and hopefully get a finish. Man, I think he yeah. can mess some stuff up. Mm. But I mean, he tapped Felipe Pena. He can beat anybody. He that goes to show. Yeah, but he did not look great last week in the pants. It is Man, true. Max Jimenez ran over him, like mounted him, and. That's actually amazing because Max literally got the invite to ADCC like hours later. Yeah, but that that match put Max into ADCC basically. Pretty much, and that yeah. was, that was what makes me feel good about Tex moving down. That I mean, if Max is beating him up like that, he'll, he'll, he's got a better chance at ninety nine. But you know why that doesn't phase me actually about Tex is because Tex is so hot and cold. Like he could yeah. have a shit weekend yeah, yeah. like that <laughs> and come back and be a world beater the next like next 10 days. three guys in a row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know yeah what I mean, he's very te- possible. He's <laughs> tapped Jackson two. Remember a year ago, Nogi Pensy footlock Jackson. He's, uh, oh Tex. yeah, he tapped Jackson in like thirty seconds, right? So. Yeah, so yeah. yeah I th- he's he's my pick for a guy that could, could do some damage. I think super dangerous for sure. I mm-hmm. I, I, I gotta say, I think ninety nine. Like we've talked about all these divisions, 66, 77, super competitive, wide open. But yeah. I think all eyes are on ninety nine. Good, good reason, right? Ninety nine is fun too because there aren't any teammates. There's there. Yeah, we were ta- we were looking at that, and so at ADCC, teammates will have to fight each other in the second round or earlier. And that really kind of will shape the bracket and takes out some favorites. Like uh, at 88, for example, we have Josh Hanger. We'll have to face Mike Perez potentially in the second round. Two of those guys that could be front runners. One's leaving early. Mm. In 99, all these names we're talking about, they're going to be seated organically. You're seated more based on, on merit versus the teammate structure we have to face. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about the seeding because mm. uh, this is something that we've been playing around with a little bit. So. I, um, going deep into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd be going deep, to be fair. Like, I spoke to uh, the guys from ADCC a little while ago to just kind of get a handle, uh, you know, on, on, on the seeding process. Like, how these guys were actually put in the brackets. So, what criteria they used to draw up the seeds. Because you got 1 to 16 in the men's divisions and 1 through 8 in the women's, right? And if you print out, and you can easily find these online, if you print out a standard. 16-man elimination bracket. It'll even have like the numbers of where those seeded guys should go. And this, this sort of the logic is that the number one seed in his first match, he gets the number 16 seed. And right on the other side of that bracket is the number two seed because the logic is that number one and number two should possibly meet in the final. But ADCC seeding gets a little bit muddy, shall we say, a little bit murky because then you have to consider things like you say, the, the teammates comp complication where teammates cannot fight any later than the second round at ADCC is either first or second round and uh, 99's that one division where that doesn't happen so how would you see that division like let, let's talk about that I think you gotta go Gordon 1 and Keenan 2 I mean, they both made the finals at the last ADCC down away but yeah and Yuri, Yuri the champion of, of 99 moved up to, the other to silver medalist is in uh, 
Pergisos and the Superflies. So, so I, yeah, Michael and I both agreed on that this morning when we were doing our analysis video that that makes absolutely the most Gordon sense. number one seed. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. And then Jackson's a third place finisher in this division from last time. Yeah, you've got a bunch of ADCC medalists in there. You've got silver medal last year, eighty-eight Keenan. You've got um, Vinny. You've got Vinny, who was a multiple-time medalist and, like you say, a former champion. Jackson was a third place finisher in this division two years ago. So. I think Hulk's got to be seated high, though, too. He's done a lot outside of ADCC. Nogi world champion? Du- double gold in Nogi Worlds. Beat Joao Gabriel that year in the, in the final. Yeah. It's a tricky one, though, right? Because, you know, does does Vinny's overall track record in ADC, ADCC and his accomplishments as a whole, do they rank higher than a silver medal in a different weight class? Like, does that put him... Potentially the number two above Keenan. I think it's. I think Keenan too. I think Keenan has to be number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Vinny's win over Gordon. That's coming up on eighteen months, right? That's, yeah, that's a long yeah. time ago. So, um, I think Vinny's top five. I think that that seems might, like a lock to me. I might yeah. put him three or four. I'm going Gordon and Keenan one and two, and then I think Jackson, Vinny three and four, Hulk five, probably. I mean, whether you want to put Jackson or Vinny ahead of each other, and then I'd give Hulk the five seed, probably. You know, it was funny. I I asked. Uh, Gordon, you know, what happens when you guys, or if you guys meet at Nogi uh, uh, ADCC, uh, you know, who coaches against who? Because, like, you know, Gordon was coaching it through Nogi Pans, and, and he said, we're going to coach each other during the match. Like, yeah. Just imagine Gordon whispering in Keenan's ear, like, take the arm, try it, go on. I'm not tricking you, honest. <laughs> I'm thinking, looking at this, that, looking at this list, the guys, you like to say it, how disruptors, there's a lot of guys, Vinny, Gaugio, Dylan Dennis, Felipe Andrew, Tex. There's a lot of guys that you could see popping up and beating one of the favorites, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Felipe Andrew actually is Trattor a guy that too. I think... Yeah, Trattor 100%. Yeah. Now that he's come in, he's a big disruptor as yeah. well. Because he has a win over some, you know, like guys who have made it to ADCC. Well, tr- <coughs> Excuse me, but Felipe Andrew. Felipe Andrew, he is among the darkest of the dark horses for me. Because this guy suffers from something of a personality issue. He does not put himself out there. Mm at all super quiet very stoic kind of guy never really posts much to social media very very kind of low-key dude such a good finisher he's a killer man absolute killer got two main weapons got the triangle and he's got the footlock right what if he heel hooks off those footlock entries now what if he's been working on that yeah that's a big question and you know we were watching some clips of him the other day right chase Mm mm-hmm and uh, and we noticed something about his wrestling, right? He's good. He, he looked really comfortable in the scramble as well, something we were talking about Dylan doing. Um, I wouldn't call it classically amazing wrestling, but he didn't seem to be weak there. And ADCC, being strong and confident and like hard to put down, goes a really long way. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he's no slouch in, in the stand-up department. I heard uh, when I was just, you know, talking ADCC with like the Pro Boats at Unity, they were telling me that Flippy Andrew actually competes in wrestling tournaments. I'm not sure how true that is, but that's what they were telling me. And wow. He, yeah, he just is... Something I like about Trator, we saw this at, at, at Nogi Pants, he's short, he's got that short stature compared to these guys, he's hard to get in on, he's very conservative, he doesn't make mistakes. You don't see many Trator matches that open up, it's almost like a chess match. Huh. And it's like, if you don't take him down, if he gets on top, he's hard to sweep. I could see him grinding out some rough decisions against some of these guys for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's so hard to score on. Keenan couldn't move him, yeah. right? He mm-hmm. could not move him from bottom. That's why he called Tractor. No, he's really, really solid. Um, he's kind of like the DJ Jackson of his division as far as his body type, you know, and like <laughs> yeah. get, getting Dude, on top. Really you got to change levels. Analogy, I yeah. mean, these guys are six inches taller than him. you got to change levels on him. He's short, stocky, he's strong, and, and he's positionally, he doesn't put himself out of position. He fights very smart, very conservative. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, 
99 kilogram division, super, super interesting. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned there about the wrestling being such a factor. And uh, we've talked about it a lot. You know, the, 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 this phrase has actually been uttered. I think it was Josh Hinger who said that ADCC is basically a wrestling tournament with submissions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the wrestling is obviously something that comes around now more than ever. It's more important than ADCC than it, any other tournament in the world ever. And you've been diving into the wrestling side of things, right, Ryan? I have. I'm putting together a uh, wrestling compilation. So I've been doing a deep dive on interviews of ADCC competitors and uh, coaches like John Donaher talking about um, how important wrestling is for ADCC. Well, these guys basically, they go to, they join a wrestling team basically for this camp. You see these guys on Instagram and their stories, it's like, mm-hmm. what are they doing? They're in wrestling every single day. Some of these guys yeah. are in legit like wrestling with ASICs wrestling shoes on, like at a wrestling practice. Yeah. Every video, every clip I've seen, every social, social media post from Yuri Simois I've seen, he's wearing wrestling shoes. Yeah, Dante yeah. Leon goes yeah. to a freestyle uh, regional training center in Ohio. And so everyone's watching yeah. Flow Wrestling. Like yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. wrestling worlds right now as well, so that that's a big thing. Yeah, we saw B Mosquito was on the treadmill watching worlds yeah. uh, yep. from Kazakhstan, wrestling worlds. Mm-hmm. It's on right now, right? So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, right, right, I mean, uh, I've done a study now of every single champion uh, from you know 66 all the way through the absolute champions, men and women, and wrestling is pretty much the dominant theme throughout, except one man. One man really didn't use wrestling Bucks at all. Trend. Felipe Pena. He was the only guy that really relied on his guard almost entirely. He has one That's body lock kind of takedown on Victor Honorio where he came up from a scramble, took him back, took his back standing, and then managed to use like a trip to take him down. That was the only real wrestling movement he did. He got out wrestled in the in the '99 final with Yuri Samoyes. Yuri out wrestled him to win that match. That's uh, how he won. Just the one takedown, right? Uh, Yuri, yes, Yuri, yeah. That's how Yuri won. But. Um, for all of his points scored, Felipe was, was attacking from, from guard, basically. That's interesting because this year he's actually placing a bigger emphasis on his wrestling. Well, he asked him with yeah. Gabao, right? <laughs> I'm yeah. going to say he's got yeah. no choice, right? Yeah, you, you give up. A, you, can't, you can't go out there and just pull up and give a penalty on Gabao. But because uh, we're talking about it, 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 it was a, maybe we can, we can debate this because it's definitely there's not a sure answer. I, <laughs> I, I was looking at, uh, at, at his match with Gordon. And so at a final at ADCC, positive points oh. start at 10 minutes. Uh, but negative points start immediately, which is different than the opening rounds. You can pull guard in the opening round. No and, penalty. And right. no penalty for the first five minutes. However, if Felipe sat immediately in his match with Gordon, uh, he would have been given a negative point. So there was some wrestling in that match, and he was taken down at the 11-minute mark. Now, mm-hmm. my question was, as I'm watching this, and taking note of the fact that Felipe pulled guard in every single one of his other matches, did he let Gordon take him down? Because it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it was uh, conceded takedowns, obviously. However, the timing of it, and also looking at his other strategy, maybe is, is influencing me to believe that he was looking at the clock. He'd already stuffed one shot. He defended one takedown, and then he was weighing on him. He was weighing on Gordon at 11 minutes, which is right before point start. Settles in the guard. Gordon takes him down. He goes right into his reverse daily heva, which he was using against everyone in that tournament. I don't know. It's interesting, but he could do that same thing versus Galvao. But what's also concede the takedown with no penalty, with no penalty or no points, no points in that initial half, the first half of that match. I buy it in I the commentary. It. In the commentary, which confused me initially, Galvao was commentating that match, and he said when Felipe was taken down, I don't know why he pulled guard there, it's and that's what set it all off for me. I was like, yeah. what? He didn't pull guard. 
Quite a red, them down. Can I just get the tinfoil hat? Jesus going down this conspiracy. It's late at night. I'm spiring out of control. I'm with him. There's a lot of red flags here. I sit in the desk next to Chase, and he sort of took his headphones off and turned to me. He's like, whoh, man, I think he gave up this single leg on purpose. So I sort of went down this rabbit hole with him, and I think this might be a legit strategy. There we go. I've got a co-conspirator. Yeah. Felipe's a strategizer. I mean, that's his thing. He's a oh, smart he's so guy. Smart, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can definitely see Felipe being like, all right, I'm just going to go out here, give up a single leg, and then start with my guard that I want, you know? So As opposed to wasting half the match trying not to get taken down against a superior wrestler. Yeah, yeah, you have to see that Galvao's definitely got the edge in the wrestling, right? And, he, I mean, he's proved it time and time again in all of his ADCC matches. The wrestling has been a critical factor, a critical factor in him winning. So... But go back to the wrestling thing, Ryan. What is the overall consensus from the people that you know? You've collected all these various interviews together. Um, what is the general consensus from people about wrestling at ADCC? Uh, well, the consensus is uh, most jujitsu practitioners don't like to train it, but <laughs> they're <laughs> true. <laughs> I wonder why. It's been yeah. really, really hard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it takes a lot more energy. But what we're starting to see is uh, guys with a wrestling background are really grateful for it because of that mindset of constantly trying to get on top. Whereas in jujitsu, you kind of have the mindset of I can pull guard and just kind of uh, kind of lay there. Um, but even from guys like John Donaher um, are r- really preaching uh, the benefits of jiu-jitsu leading up to ADCC and the importance of, of oh yeah, yeah yeah of wrestling leading up to ADCC and um, uh, maintaining a top position using gravity to your uh, advantage yeah it's interesting uh, going to see these guys training and stuff these guys are these guys are all they're jiu-jitsu guys but they're, they all go deep into flow wrestling yeah, you see these guys, they, they, they watch all the flow wrestling documentaries and everything. Yeah, it's like they become wrestlers for a few months going into this thing. It's kind of inspiring, right? You know, that especially if you're looking for that little extra bit of motivation that the jiu-jitsu guy needs because wrestling is hard. Wrestling sucks. It's miserable. And, you know, it takes a lot of energy and dedication to train it. So uh, firing up some of those uh, awesome flow films that we have on flow wrestling and, uh, and kind of, you know, watching the, the best in the world do what they do. Must help going into ADCC, right? Stoke those fires. Yeah, uh, he's not doing this tournament, but Gutenberg member told us that one year that he watches Terry, the Flow Wrestling documentary. The night oh, that's be- right. N- night before he competes, he watches Terry. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> sorry, if you guys are wondering what the noise is, we have a special guest in the studio today. <laughs> we have Mojo the dog. Mojo. <laughs> She's kind of walking around here, just chilling out and stuff, so... Be quite Mojo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless, unless you have a comment on wrestling in jujitsu, I'm not interested. <laughs> but um, <laughs> why don't we um, why don't we pick some? Uh, why don't we go out on a limb here? Like we're a week out. There aren't that gonna there aren't gonna be that many ma- massive changes to the lineups here. Okay, the divisions are hopefully not gonna change that much more. Maybe one or two names come in and out, but I think we know who the favorites are in each division. All right. Yeah. Why not? Let's go out on a limb here. Let's give out picks. Okay. Starting with 66 kilogram. One of the hardest divisions to pick, if you ask me. But who you got? I'm going to start. I'm going to kick it off because someone else is going to take it. I like uh, I like Paul Meow at 66. Oh, yep. yeah. He's been right Smart there before. Yep. Uh, a lot of experience. I think he's, seen, he's, he's basically fought all these guys at some point in his career. I, I like where he stands. Interesting. I agree. I, I was going to pick Paulo as well. That's why I picked the first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody's picking Paulo. Yeah, Paulo, if I'm betting, Paulo's my pick. But, I mean, some there's some uh, – All right, if you guys could see a dark horse coming through, somebody that could disrupt – I go, go, go. All right. 
Absolutely, Jamil Hill. Jamil Hill. And you know what? He wasn't even on my radar until last week when I got a chance to catch up with him. He changed your mind in the interview. Really did, yeah. yeah because you know the problem with Jamil? There is not a lot of Nogi stuff out there on him the last couple of years. Since he got his black belt, I believe he's only done two Nogi events. He's got the Korea one. He got one super fight in Korea, which he looked great. And he did Nogi pants a couple of years ago as well. And, uh, you know, that's not a lot of information to go on to build up a picture of somebody's ADCC, uh, somebody's Nogi game, especially going at something like ADCC. But we know how good a competitor Jamil is, right? We that's know true. how smart he is. And talking to him and him telling me that he's been competing against black belts with heel hooks, uh, like nagas and stuff, since he was 14 years of age. Mm. So if there was ever any question about, hmm, how is Jamil going to handle the Nogi game, he's got an answer. And the other thing, of course, is Jamil is like one of the best kind of, let's call it sort of the leg fighters in the game, right? Fantastic guard player. Super technical in, in any position, but he knows how to go guard against guard, which is pretty much the whole leg lock game, right? And they had Tex at TLI for a couple of weeks as well. He was there training, and Tex has, you know, he's one of the best best known leg lockers in his division, and he was getting some training at TLI for a couple of weeks. So Jamil just downloaded Tex. Yeah, so, yeah, you have to think Jamil was there, kind of looking at him, like getting all the information and just plugging it into his own game. So, you know. I would have said Gianni Grippo, yeah. but I've got to say, unfortunately, and this is no offense, Gianni, but looking at his recent performances at the Las Vegas Open, where he fought Nogi, and also at the uh, the Pan Nogi last week, he went out first round of Pan Nogi last week. Mm. He lost his first match. No, no, he won one. Oh, I'm he, sorry. T- he tapped a guy, he lost in the semis. He, got, sorry, he lost a second match. He got ankle picked, though. He got taken a, down. Taken down yeah, yeah. And against the very uh, unheralded, yeah. I believe, a new black belt, Emilio, Emilio Hernandez. Emilio Hernandez Rodriguez. And he's yeah. a Zenith guy, right? Mm. And Paulo handled him pretty easy in the next match. Yeah. And and I, that's the thing. After, after the takedown, he couldn't get the points back. He could not score. He lost 2-0. Like, he got close a bunch of times, but, I mean... ADCC, you're going to have to come up and wrestle up against these guys to get takedowns. It's going to be tough, so not encouraging. Not. And, you know, that's disappointing almost because, you know, that doesn't mean Johnny has a lot of time to work and fix fix those mistakes, you know? You're not suddenly going to improve your your entire takedown game in two weeks out. If there's a massive mindset shift or something that he can pull off, then I think it'll be phenomenal. And uh, and I know I'm looking past all the, the real tough dark horses like your, for example, Bruno Frazado and your Tanquino guys who... Are those know, even dark horses, though? I mean, those guys have been on the podium there before. <laughs> exactly. Well, the thing is, everybody's talking so much about Nicky Ryan, who's mm-hmm. another good name that none mm-hmm. of us mentioned, mm-hmm. and guys like Nicky Ryan and Kennedy Maciel and, Gab- and Mateus Gabriel, that, you know, it's very easy to forget about these super, super tough guys. But of all those guys, and I feel that it is a pick as to who, you know, and how the bracket looks and who advances... And Jamil was also very open as well. He's like, I have no idea where I'm going to be seated. He's like, I have, I can't even think about who I'm going to fight. The fact that, like, you know, six guys, I think there is, right? Yeah, he's a wild card. There's you. like, you've got three guys from Atos, three guys from Alliance, two from 10th Planet. Eight half guys. The, half that's the bracket, half, that yeah. is half the division. Uh, you know, uh, they're going to have to fight second round. So you slot in all the other guys in and amongst that. And Jamil's just like, I'm just one of many. So mm-hmm. my seed is totally, you know, up for grabs. I'm just going to fight who I'm going to fight. Not worry about it. Be prepared for a Tanquino first or second round if that happens. Oh, definitely something good. Yeah, and just go through. So there's no easy matches, really. So. Hell no. I had uh, in my uh, seating uh, spoiler alert my seating article that's coming out on Monday. Uh, 
I believe I had Jamil like eight or nine. I mean, no disrespect to Jamil, but these other guys just have way bigger no-gi accomplishments than him. Or that, that's the problem. Yeah. You can't place. You can't see him highly because he doesn't have the credits to back it up, right? So. I think I would go with Mateus. Mateus Gabriel. I mean, Paulo's my pick. If I'm betting money, Paulo, I would not be surprised if Mateus Gabriel shows up here and makes a name for himself. After after tapping like Marcio, I'd a, like to see that. After tapping Marcio Andre, he beat Jamil in yep. the in the uh, pan, pan yep. heat match in the pan final. Uh, after tapping Marcio Andre in the final, I mean, how often do you see that? Uh, even a submission in the IBJJF World Final, but he tapped Marcio Andre, who's a beast. I, he gets after it. He goes for the submissions and broke Kennedy's arm this year. I could see uh, Mateus Gabriel showing up and making some waves. 77. 77. Chase, you kicked off last time. Ryan, how about you give us the uh, give us your pick for this one? Uh, JT. Really? Yeah, no hesitation, JT. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you think he's going to do the double? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm also looking at Wagner. I'm looking at Lucas um, to to give him a tough time, tough time. But ultimately, I think JT. At, well, that's at the podium one. from last time round as well, yeah. right? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> Ryan's just going chalk. Ryan's yeah. going chalk with it. He's taking the number one seed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame him though. Yeah. You know, but even know. in such a competitive division, because mm. yeah. we've told we've called it this straight out, right? Seventy-seven is group of group, death. Group of death for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. No. So you really think the JT is still going to walk it? Still going to so. get there? Yep. What I mean, JT, he's so he's tailor made for this, right? Like he's got precise wrestling. He loves to scrap. He loves to scramble. His his gas tank is never ending, right? It mm-hmm. never gets tired. Yeah, JT was my pick in the analysis videos we did. But just so Ryan and I don't double up on every single <laughs> pick here, I'm gonna mix it up, and uh, I'm gonna go with Lepre. I mean, I mean another guy who's right there, yeah. probably number two seed, silver medal. Gotta be last number two seed. He's yeah, taken yeah. silver the last two times. Uh, right, yeah. he's been right there four years in a row now. Can you imagine the motivation that's gonna give you as well? The fact that he's taken silver two, yeah, two times in a row. This is all yeah. he needs. This is it. This is, is all he needs. His legacy, legacy. is secured. Yeah. Nagi, mm-hmm. an ADCC title, would wrap it all up. And he's been hinting, you know, at transitioning away from competing a lot. Well, how old is he now? Like thirty-four. With a new, with a relatively coming new up on kid, Master you know, Two, had a baby last year, mm-hmm. or, and so <laughs> coming up on Masters Two. That's a scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I Vegas think Lucas could, could get it done, but I, I mean, I, I, I'm almost dead, dead certain we're going to see a rematch between JT and Lucas in the final. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Hanato. Hanato Canuto. Hanato Canuto, mm. man, he's really been turning on Nogi this year. He's so, he's on, been on the Nogi circuit with Kasai. He's another guy. He's he's so his his wrestling isn't as good as JT's, but he's got a he's got a good stand up. He's got a great gas tank. He loves the scrambles, and he's just does dynamic stuff. I mean, I could see him going out there and just really selling out. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, when, him winning the positional game against Lepre or JT if it goes to the ground is going to be tough. But I'm going to go with Hanato to show up and disrupt things here in in this division. You know, we've seen this as well, especially in the IBJJF, uh, but also Kasai. The Hanato is such a smart competitor, you know? Yeah, yeah. He knows how to win. He knows how to score when necessary. He knows how to avoid getting scored on. I just, he doesn't have the ADCC experience as yet. ADCC debut this time around, but... He's been working at the Checkmat camp alongside Matez Gabriel, alongside Bouchesha, with Coach Jacob Harmon, with Leo Vieira yeah. looking after that ADCC camp. You couldn't ask for somebody with better ADCC experience than Leo Vieira. So, yeah, I'm going to say I think that, that Hanato is a very, very good pick for getting through to the later rounds. What mm-hmm. about Gary? Gary's a big disruptor here. He Gary jumped back in at the disruptor. last minute. It's <laughs> yeah. a scary matchup mm-hmm. for anybody. Man, Gary Tonin is a three-time ADCC veteran. 2013, mm. 2015, 2017. Went through to the fourth-place match in 2017 there as well. 
Great wrestling, loves to scramble, loves to mix it up, very unorthodox. Is a submission finisher as well. You know, he's great again on those legs and uh, and on the neck. But the only thing about Gary, and it's I think people are maybe forgetting about Gary a little bit because two mm-hmm. years ago Gary Tonin was one of the hottest guys in grappling, talk of the town, yeah, absolutely. And then <whistles> made the transition over to MMA. MMA. So people are kind of looking past him a little bit, but that's not to say that he hasn't been training grappling because he has. He's in there he's, every day. He's yeah. in with Dana every single day, training, teaching jujitsu as well. So he's plugged into the to the developments. We just haven't seen him in the competition scenario for a long time. So Yeah, two years. I, I, or not, not no entire two years, but maybe 2017 was his last grappling match. Exactly. Yeah, he actually, no, he had a submission match against Shinya Oki, remember? Tapped out Shinyoki in uh, in a grappling match in one championship. That was like his, uh, I would say, his initial foray right, into one right. championship. Debut, yeah, he hooked uh, Shinyoki pretty handily, to be honest. I want to so. apologize to Gary Tony. I just realized when we ran the numbers for the submission finishers for this one, he wasn't in there, so we didn't do his numbers. Oh, because he, he came in after we did the he, article. He, he, I guarantee he belongs in that article as one of the best finishers out of his wins. Yeah, Hal, well, who's your pick? So it's a really tough one to pick. Um, I'm kind of torn. I'm torn between. I'm torn between Wagner and Lucas. Mm. Wagner, uh, huh? After the JT match? Even after the JT match. So mm. I heard through the grapevine that Wagner was not 100% for that match with JT. But yeah. Wagner is the kind of guy he will not make public excuses about anything whatsoever. You know, did not say a word about the fact that he was not 100% for that match. And uh, the word is that he's been training pretty hard at the Fight Sports ADCC camp, right, mm-hmm. right? You were there, right. you know. Yeah, he's, he's very confident, and uh, he believes that this is his year. And honestly, he uh, made a believer out of me, you know, so I, I would love to see that match with him and JT. So we'd, I think Wagner can go head-to-head with absolutely anybody yeah. in that division. Mm-hmm. Whether he can win guys, or not, yeah, yeah he's split, split yeah. wins with many of them. But whether he can win or not, to be honest, you could say this about literally half a dozen of the guys in that division that it's it's 50 50 so i'm not saying that he is going to walk it i don't think anybody's going to walk this division but i think that he could maybe make some adjustments and you know learn something from that match with uh with jt because up until that point don't forget he had such great momentum mm. he had great matches in kasai couple different Kasai matches this year. He's looked really, really tough, taking out some very, very tough guys, including Celso Vinicius, who's also in that division. And, um, you know, man, he's he's just a nasty man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I want to see? I want to see Wagner versus Hanato under something besides Kasai rules. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel he's like seen it twice now, he's right? Been, he's, he's been there so, tw- uh, so close twice. And um, you can say those matches were evenly called, but an- another rule set s- such as ADCC could really kind of uh, shake things up there, and I think that'd be a really fun match. It's always a great time. So, oh, yeah. Question: Does anybody fall for the trap and get darsed by Edwin Najmi off a single leg at this tournament? <laughs> Standing straight up, like come in and shoot on me. Somebody's yes. gonna. Yes. Somebody's <laughs> gonna. Some poor, unsuspecting trials winner will be like, "Oh yes, please, I get the two points." <laughs> DJ will be an interesting one because DJ probably hasn't been seventy-seven since the last ADCC, so he's. He's going to be in... DJ. That is right, Mojo. Yeah, 100%. DJ <laughs> Mojo's hype for DJ, yeah. DJ, DJ's going to be in shape for this one. For I mean, for the first time, no offense, DJ, but probably in top shape for the first time in a long time, and he's got good wrestling. He's like a, a trator of 77 kilograms, basically. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on, 88. Mike, you can go first this time around. 88 kilos. Who you got? This is the most wide-open division, right? This is the one. There's, there's, there's no returning medalists. There's no 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 returning champs that are moving up from another. This is the one where you look at it and you're like, hmm. Like there's no there's no Gord in here. There's no JT here that everybody's gonna pick or Paulo. 
Actually, I'm, no. Returning medalists, Marillo is a he's a podium finisher. I believe that he took third, like way back. I want to say two thousand nine. No, but re- by re- like by returning, that. I mean last time. From last time, everyone no. everyone's yes. gone. I'm gonna go Hanger. I'm gonna go Josh Ooh. Hanger. He's he's been up and down lately. I mean, it's. He's going to do it. He's going to lose at Master Worlds and win ADCC less than a month later. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, I, I really like the way he looked against Arnaldo Maidana. I think maybe around the Kasai Master Worlds, he was going through some stuff, maybe overtrained, injured, sick. I'm not sure. Arnaldo Maidana, I mean, Josh stomped him. Josh mounted him twice. That's uh, a Nogi Black Belt World Champion. I think Josh matches up well here. Uh, obviously, he's coming out of a great camp at Atos, but I think his wrestling and then his dangerous guillotine combined with that wrestling, he uses the guillotine not only off the feet to defend takedowns, but in passing. Guys play half guard or butterfly guard on him. He gets the chin strap and jumps to it. I think Hanger's real dangerous here. I'm going to go Hanger. Well, for 88, I'm going to go Matez Denise. That's a good one. Yeah, that's Ooh, a good Spicy. Pick. Very. I mean, look at Matez. The guy is a freaking gorilla, right? He is an absolute animal of a competitor. And he brings an intensity that a lot of people just simply can't handle. Now, he has wins over Craig Jones. He has wins over Josh Hinger. He has wins over a, a really, really, like, top of the tree kind of. with Morello, guys, too, right? Yeah. Exactly. Think about, think about Mateus. Is, he suffers sometimes not performing as he should on the big stage. I think the motivation going into ADCC is going to be the motivation. It's going to be the fire that he needs. It's going to be the the jet fuel to take him to that next to that next level. Now he's gonna go through and he's gonna crush. Because what better way to honor Marcelo Garcia, his coach since he was a colored belt, than to go out there and to bring home the ADCC gold medal. You know? I, I feel that Mateus is gonna he looked super sharp against Josh. He looked great. He looked super tough. And um yeah, I'm just I'm I'm calling it, man. I think I think Mateus is going to do it. He's a smart competitor as well. He knows how to not get sucked into the into the trap. Craig 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 Jones has fought him twice. Mm. Didn't even get close to a leg lock entry on him. Yeah, you know that's a good point. Mateus yeah. is one of those guys that like he never like wins worlds or the, the stuff, but he's nobody's looking forward to a Mateus match. He pushes <laughs> he pushes everybody to the limit. Like he goes out there, he gets on guys like he. The time he lost to Hulk last year, what's he got in his back before? Yeah. And he's had some good ones with Low with, with a lot of guys. Mateus is tough. Ryan, you're next. I'm no, out. you're next. We're going back next. down the yeah. table. <laughs> Fine then. I will. Uh, I'll take Craig Jones all day. Ooh. Craig Jones all day. I and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about Craig? Is it that does it for you? You know, it's going to sound funny about this, and I said it in the little video I did with Michael. Is uh, experience. Oh yeah, that counts for a lot. You know what I mean? And and he was the breakout star, the the the, the rookie, if you will, at ADC in 2017. That that shocked the world by submitting Leandro Amarillo. Um, he's gone on, of course, to to win a bunch of super fights. Um, and I think his time, he spent the whole summer basically chaining with John Danaher in the basement, getting ready for this tournament. He's with the very best team to win ADCC. His strategy will be on point. And that matters so much at this event. I do think wrestling is a little bit of a weakness there, but he's shown that he can he can mix it up with the transitions. He had that big throw over Dante Leon at Kasai. He can kind of surprise people when he when he wrestles up. Um, so I think he stands in a great position. I do want to see him versus Josh Hinger. I think mm-hmm. that's the match. That's, that's, that's never, be... never happened surprisingly. Yeah, yeah, that's supposed to happen. No How heat. crazy yeah. is that? Yeah, I'd love to see Josh versus Craig just because it's such a clash of styles. You'll, exactly. One guy who's all about the lower body and one guy who's all about the neck. Right? Yeah, just just <laughs> the neck. Um, so. That's unfair because you know you know Craig has got some great upper body wins. Like two of the biggest wins of his career were rear naked choke and a triangle. Yeah, and Josh has actually got that really savage whole 
uh, monoplata series of that he does the, from the Hinger team where he gets the omoplata and straight arm bar stuff is fantastic. He's definitely got a neck Gogo fetish Basha. though, for sure. Josh Hinger does. Oh yeah. But uh, I think I think Craig is in the right right place and has been training basically almost all year for this. This is what he's been focusing on. So yeah. yeah. If anything though, he hasn't been as active as he usually is, yeah. right? And that's one thing about Craig is that he he was. Man, he was competing like almost every week at one point. It seemed, you know, he was so busy. And he and, mentioned uh, to us though, that that was kind of a, a drain. Like that yeah, was hard. Oh, you know, getting, yeah, getting up yeah. all those different times, traveling I mean. all around the world and doing so, not easy. So maybe it's a good thing that he's just stuck in one place and just focusing head down and stuff, trying to peak for ADCC. You know? And a great place to be. Yeah. yeah. So that's my pick. It's interesting with Craig. To just think he's such a big star in the Nogi world. That just two years ago, he came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. right. Feels like feels like ages ago. But mm-hmm. that's the beauty of ADCC, yeah, yeah. man. You you go big here, and you're you're set you for life, career, basically. Right? Yeah. What about what about Rustam? That guy's a tough draw, right? Oh. Rustam is just like pops up every two years and does ADCC. <laughs> I don't and see him do anything else <laughs> ever. Right? He just, just climbs out ADCC. of a cave, wakes up from hibernation. <laughs> Mar- I mean, Marillo is another guy too. Marillo is a been here a few times and. Looking at his stats, like he's beaten like I think six guys in this division or something. Before he's yeah. lost to some of them too, but Marillo's an interesting one as well. Well, let's 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 ask Ryan to make his pick. Yeah, I definitely should have gone first. I'm taking <laughs> Craig Jones as well, okay. uh, absolute submission hunter, um, and I mean, just came out of nowhere, and uh, I'm expecting a great performance from him. Another guy that I'm looking at is uh, Gabriel Argus. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, hoping you'd say him because yeah, yeah, he's, he's worth mentioning for sure. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like doing, a Jamil for me in this weight. Like, yeah. Yeah, very, very close mm-hmm. actually in, in similar, similar in many ways, right? The fact that he's a, uh, a, a, a gi no champion, a world champion, sorry, a gi world champion multiple times. And um, there isn't that much no gi stuff of him to, to really at the look color at, belts, right? really, that's it. Yeah, yeah, he, beat, yeah. he beat Dante recently, but... Yeah, fight to win rules. There was a very, very close match. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's some fight to win matches are really easy to co- to score when, it come, when it's a, a, a decision. And then there are others where you're like... Man, like flip a coin, right? It's like that close. I feel that that match was one of those. It was very, very difficult to say who who deserved that one. Something that worries me about Argus is he's such so heavy on the fifty fifty game in IBJJF, and fifty fifty here is a whole different world, right? Fifty mm-hmm. fifty in the gi is like, all right, cool, let's chill, take my time, try and work strategy to get the last sweep. No gi, man, it's a just a terrifying place to be. You get in fifty fifty with. Craig Jones or one of these guys, and you're just on the run from heel hooks yeah, the entire know, time. I'm looking at the division, though, and I'm not seeing any notable leg lockers apart from Craig. Hey, Marillo Santana loves heel hooks, if you've seen him in the room. He'll heel, heel hook some guys. I, I, but they all got to be versed in them. They've, everybody's got to. I mean, yeah. what about Wardzinski? Oh, man, he is a complete I'd love two, two dark horse. I'd sure. love to yeah. see him do well. I would love to see Wardzinski do well. Unfortunately, I think he's going to be a really low seed as well. because Yeah, it, yeah European it, trials doesn't And that's the only doesn't count only for Nogi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've never really seen anything else no gi of him, right? Yeah. What did he say, Chase? He doesn't even really like no gi that much? Yeah, he's, he's, he, he wasn't, I mean, kind of your, your standard Polish uh, style, very <laughs> low-key about the event. You never really see him too over the moon unless he's at like a Kish concert. That's yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, his game should. Tra- yeah. he, he's a geek guy mostly, but his game, butterfly, sing like X. I mean, it's almost. I mean, it's more strongly associated with no game yet. That's right? fair. So he, it, he it looked should, great. I yeah. mean, he was playing his game. You know, he didn't, he didn't have to do a whole new thing like Keenan when he's watching play no It's a whole new world from his gi game, obviously. But um, Adam looks the same. He's Does still he still have the, the mustache? Stuff. Is he still rocking I, the mustache? I, I saw it. It's, so. it's not a handlebar anymore. He trimmed it down, but I, I hope he at least has a mustache for this. It's a good mustache. Mo- Mojo is a big fan Mojo. of mustaches as well. It seems so. Right? Mojo. He's going after it. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, moving on though, let's move over to. Uh, well, we did the under ninety nine already. Yeah, so what about the over ninety nine? Over ninety nine. Well, this is the Bouchesha yeah, show. I think everyone's got to say. I, I think that's pretty unanimous, right? I gotta say though, I think that this time yeah, round, over ninety nine is possibly more competitive than it's ever been. Hmm. Like, oh yeah, it, for sure. Right? If you look, I mean, last time we had like Jeff Monson and some other guys in there, but that uh, there was a, a, a few, when I was looking at over ninety nine last time, and I think you were looking at it with me. There was a few guys that were like, "Oh wow, this." I mean. This guy was at ADCC in 2017, but yeah, there's a lot of killers in there. So let's just run through some of these names. You've got silver medalist Orlando Sanchez. You've got former uh, absolute champion Roberto Cyborg. You've got Orlando former, former sil- silver medalist. Sorry, yeah, he's a, he's a gold medalist in 2015, a silver medal in 2017. You've got silver medalist Jared Dopp. You've got Joao Gabriel. You've got Kainan. You've got Muhammad Ali. Uh, you got a lot of tough guys. Yeah, you got Yuri mm-hmm. moving up a division. He could become the, thir- get the first massive- ever three weight class ADCC champion massive Muhammad Ali ultra yeah. heavy version Muhammad Ali have you seen him lately yeah. yes. oh my god 250 massive. pounds he's got to be probably about 4% body fat yeah. looking Nick, terrifying Nick Rodriguez mm-hmm. you got Nick Rodriguez in there it's not going to be an easy out for anybody Joel Gabriel have you say know, his name yet he's another <laughs> silver medalist yeah. Yeah, yeah. man if Nick Rodriguez fights Muhammad Ali Right, and it goes to a decision. I think, so they should, I think they should have just like a pose off, like to determine <laughs> the winner. Yeah, these guys. This <laughs> division is jacked. This division is like the yeah the Marvel superhero division plus Orlando Sanchez, basically. Orlando Sanchez wrote on social media. He's the juggernaut. He is the juggernaut. He's the Marvel guy. But he wrote on social media. He's three hundred and twenty-five pounds right now. That Crazy. that's terrifying. He's got to be yeah. the biggest guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, probably. In, yeah. In terms of weight, he's got to be the biggest guy. And good luck moving him around. Hard He's to just, move. Yeah. Man, he gets on How top of guys in Turtle. Guy? They can't even... I mean, you're never getting out. Yeah. How do you submit that guy? How do you tap Orlando Sanchez? I don't think you do. I don't... I, don't, <laughs> I think I don't, you got to do the eye poke. Yeah. It's the only way. <laughs> Yuri is an... Inch, Kynan, Kynan and Yuri are guys that seem like, by their size, they should be 99-kilogram guys. But right. Kynan obviously doesn't want to fight Hulk. Kynan's a tough guy. Like He's another guy that I just... I'm not going to doubt him. He, he passed Leandro Lozgard in the world's final. He's done a lot of crazy stuff. I could see him. I don't know if he beats Potetra. I think Kainan probably gets on the podium. You know what's fascinating as well is that Yuri has never faced Bouchesha. Yeah. Gi or yeah. no Gi. Now, for many years, they were teammates because Yuri was checkmat for a long time. But I think he made the switch over and, like, I don't know, he moved to Kyle's in, like, 2013, something like that. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, that's still six years ago. But even then... Like they've never ever faced off in competition. I find it crazy, but um, Yuri is definitely a, a wild card in this division for me as well. This is a really t- I haven't seeded this one for an article yet, and I'm looking at it now. I'm not looking forward to it because this looks like it's a, a really tough one <laughs> to seed. You get you get multiple ADCC champs, multiple silver medalists, and then you got some up and comers like Kainen. Uh, you got I mean, man, you got Yuri. Joao Gabriel, who just mm-hmm. beat, uh, who, sorry, who just lost to Cyborg in the Grand Prix. But, you know. You got four ADCC no champs in here. Yeah. You got Buchecha, you got Yuri, who both won it last time. Then you got Orlando Lando and Cyborg, Cyborg, who've won it before. You got Joao Gabriel and Jop, who've been silver medalists. You got Kainan Ali. Like, man, this is not going to be a fun one to see. But it's going to be a, a really fun one to watch. <laughs> this is going to be yeah, bananas. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I don't think anybody wants to pick against Bouchesha, though, right? <laughs> that that's the move. Yeah. But yeah. Let, let's pose a question here: yeah. Will Bouchesha do and win the absolute finally? It's the only title he doesn't have in his career. ADCC. That's, a, that's another absolute thing. winner. I think he's going to come in with the singular focus of the of the absolute division this time. My only concern is that the physical toll put upon him by competing in the over 99 kilogram division here at ADCC yeah. like 
the literally the the the, the size and the 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 challenge, the physical challenge of going up against guys like Orlando, against guys like Cyborg, against Joao Gabriel. How much do you have left in the gas tank to then go on and do the absolute, where you can potentially face half of those guys again? Well, you got to think Fair like, question. look yeah. at look at yeah, talk about the energy expenditure here. You got guys like Orlando, Cyborg, Joao Gabriel, who are just like mountains. Like, how do you move them? They're so strong, they're so big. Or you're going to get guys like Nick Rodriguez, guys like. Muhammad Ali, Ali yeah, just yeah. get in your face Yuri and Samos, super physical. And Yuri, Yuri's going to be a scrap. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, you're either going to get like just Mountains. a rock that you can't move, <laughs> or like I don't know, just a super, super a superhuman coming after you for ten minutes. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking about the absolute, like I have to think, Gordon's focus is the absolute this year, right? Yeah, he I is one hundred percent looking towards doing the absolute, and he wants that gold. He's so close; he can taste it, right? Mm-hmm. Last time he got the silver medal, that backed against Felipe. No Felipe around this time. He went through a lot of those guys pretty handily last time, right? He beat Cyborg. He beat Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Those are some very, very tough men. So, how does Gordon stack up in that division? I mean, absolute. Go- going into it, you're thinking it's him or Buchecher, right? Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's him and Bucheshe. That's the match. That's the final. That's the one we want to see. I want to see Gordon versus Orlando too. Like, uh, are you leg locking Orlando? Have you seen his legs? (laughs) I hope Orlando does it this time. If if we can get Gordon Bucheshe absolute final super fight, Pergisa, Galvao, that'd be incredible. Those two matches. I mean, that would be legit. Like those two fighting to fight the winner of that would be crazy. Yeah really would man oh, oh what, man from, I'm so pumped for the absolute from mm-hmm. the smaller weight classes do you see anybody uh, like at 88 or hell ni- yeah uh, I see some guys going in and messing some stuff up and uh I can see yeah. Mateus Denise doing well in the absolute yeah he's, he's he, a brawler he'd you know? step up yeah. yeah he'd throw down in there I see Josh Inga doing the absolute just oh, for, for sure giggles. for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> I Hulk? see Hulk? I see Hulk I see Dylan Dennis doing the absolute uh, uh, Gaudio so. for sure, I think we'll be in there. Oh, Gaudio wants some. Yeah, Gaudio <laughs> wants some of that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if Keenan does it. You think Keenan gets in there? Nah. Nah. Nah? I don't see it happening. Got a nah for Keenan? What do you think, Chase? With Keenan's depends on the performance in the weight class, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I think if he wins, maybe not. But if he doesn't win, I can see him doing it. He's got to lose in the weight. Satisfied. He would be satisfied with a, with a gold medal if he were to get it. But even if he doesn't, uh, you know, if he doesn't do it, I think that... Keenan's very mindful about the physical effects of jiu-jitsu on his body. Smart. And he's talked openly <laughs> about the fact that he's had serious neck problems for years. You know? Mm-hmm. You want to risk? You wanna really want to risk that against guys like Orlando, guys like Cyborg? You like know guys. who's doing the absolute? John Combs. John Combs. Oh, yeah. 100% yeah. doing Question the absolute. Man, remember that match of Cyborg and, and, and John match. Combs? He was Milky winning World? that yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. John Combs got a dangerous guillotine. Really, really built for this, too. Question for you: If Keenan loses his weight, does Coach Gordon make him do the absolute again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good question. Also, you know who else said that he's uh, likely to be coaching Keenan? John Danaher. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we 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 got an interview up with uh, with Danaher on the site uh, this morning, so you can go check that out. But uh, you know, he gives a very thorough assessment of Keenan's no-gi game and explains a little bit about how it's been to have Keenan in the the you know the gym for the last couple of weeks and training together. But then when asked, we asked him outright, what are you going to do? Are you going to coach Keenan? And he said, I'm going to speak to Gordon, but probably. So that's really cool. So Danaher could could be running out, coaching Gordon, running back, and then coming back out, coach Keenan, and coming back. He's going to be a busy guy. He's got a a big team going there. 
He does. He has a lot of guys competing this year. Yeah, Hendo's. Uh, they've got. Let me see. They got Nikki at sixty six. They got. They got Gary seventy seven. Craig eighty eight. Taza. Right. Taza is seventy seven. Seventy seven as well. Yeah. And then uh, I, I'd assume he's coaching Rodriguez at Ultra Heavy, and then or n- over ninety nine. Actually, no. Ultra Heavy. I imagine that'll be Jay Regalbudo. He's gonna be okay. Yeah, because right. Nick has been training in the basement with like all the Danaher's tour squad guys, but Nick is from South Jersey, which is literally. Hours and hours away. Oh, they speak a whole different language down there. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he was he was kind of discovered, discovered, groomed, and he's been trained from the ground up by Jay Regalbudo, who's a, uh, a you know a really well established Ricardo Almeida black belt in that area. And I got to say, just one thing, that guy, Jay, smart, smart dude, great commentator as well. Actually, it's almost a shame that he's com- he's got Nick competing mm. in this event because we would have had him on the commentary duties for this. But he's done a bunch of fight to wins. Great commentator, but Jay has been scooping up all these former wrestlers and Nick is by no means the only one he's got a couple of guys who have graduated and they're like what do I do now you know college is over like I've been the last couple of years I've done nothing but wrestle the highest level now what like I'm not gonna go walk onto the world team I ain't taking Jordan Burroughs or Kyle Dake's spot like what do I do now and he's like Come with me, son. Like, <laughs> Let's go fight a th- naga. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. Come with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is jujitsu. Look at what you can do. These guys are walking in there. They're such high-level wrestlers. They're probably, like, you know, with the physical capacity and the, the body awareness, they're probably at, like, a high purple belt level in terms of body control as it is. You just got to plug in that jujitsu, mm-hmm. right? Question for you. I just thought about this talking about the Danaher team because uh, who do you think has got a, a better squad going in here? Henzos or Atos? They all got a bunch of studs. They got guys at every weight. I got to go with Henzos. Henzos. I don't know if it's that, that cut and dry. You got JT. You I got don't know. Hinger. You yeah. got Kynan. Well, you got Atos. Good, you got yeah. three guys in at 66, mm-hmm. right? You've got Pablo Mantovani, who's a third-place finisher. You've got Tyro Tola, Bruno Fazato. you got 77. you got JT. 88's got Perez and Hinger. 99's got Hulk. Over 99's got Kynan. They got a good squad too. I potentially, That's, I think, if you looked at it in pure numbers, I think the Atos might have more. Squad is yeah. deeper than Henzo's. You know the only way to solve this? Dual meet. Dual meet. We need a dual meet. Yeah, ADCC weights. Dual meet. Atos versus head to head series of matches. ADCC weight classes. 66, 77, 88, 99, over 99. We get the best guy from each team. We put him in a All room, right. and they go. Who would it be? It'll be Pablo versus Nicky. Uh, JT versus Gary. Yeah. Wow. Hanger Hanger versus Craig. Gordon versus Hulk. Hulk. Kainan versus Nick, Nick Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Oh, I'll, I'll buy that one. I'll pay. Even though, even though I got a free subscription, I'll sign up. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there, you know, no pressure, guys. You know, like we're not saying that one of you is going to win, one of you going to lose, but one team is better than the other. So how are you going to prove that? Okay, <laughs> There's no. only one way to do it. Very sassy. Awesome. Hey, uh, just you know, wrapping up real quick, the, the, the ADCC stuff. So much to talk about. Uh, super excited about it. But let's not forget that Fight to Win's been rolling along the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, last weekend, they had a great Fight to Win show in San Jose. And uh, Hudson Mateus was up against Gutenberg Pereira in the Insane main event. You finish. guys see that? Insane yeah. finish. They- Fastest submission in a Fight to Win main event in history. Man, that was wild, right? Like... They fought. Only other time they fought was at color belts, I believe. Right. And Last then we time was brown belt. We were watching it after. I mean, if you guys follow jujitsu, you know Hudson's got that killer fifty-fifty arm lock. It's, it's no it, secret. It's almost ridiculous that he keeps getting it on guys, right? <laughs> yeah. And then we were, we were watching it afterwards. I even talked with Gutenberg after, and it's it's so obvious watching it afterwards. Like he conceded the fifty-fifty sweep because he had the grips he wanted for that arm lock, and he's like, "I'm going to get swept and try and set up this fifty-fifty arm lock." And, and he got it in less than a minute. Yeah. 
And man, it was nasty. It looked really, you see really the painful. angle on his arm. Mm. Like you said, Gutenberg's all right though. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I talked to him. He says he says all good. It looked okay, like good. broken arm or something, but yeah, he says good. You saw, you saw Hudson's face. It's like you know he wasn't smiling, but when when Gutenberg was going for the ankle lock, he's like, mm. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Where, that, that's where those fight to win rules play in too, because I feel like. In an IBJJF match, if Gutenberg knocks him to his hips off the single leg X, he's just coming on top. But he's probably mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I'll try and get a little credit for this ankle lock or whatever. But Hudson had other plans. Good you know? point. So, yeah, good man, point. Man, i got to say, I think Gutenberg was – he played the wrong strategy in that. He went out too hard too fast. And he went for that sweep or right off the bat. And fight to win rules, they don't really reward that kind of thing that, that highly, right? Mm-hmm. So he could have saved that for later in the match. But I feel that his last couple of fight to win appearances, that he's suffered by being – you know, he's had a lack of aggression. You saw his match with Urberth. You saw his other matches. It's like True. maybe yeah. he felt like, oh man, I gotta go out there and I gotta do it. I gotta put on a good show, otherwise they won't have me back or whatever. And yeah, didn't quite work out. But. I love Gutenberg. Everybody knows I'm Team Gutenberg, but I feel like he's got to get back. Remember when he was a brown belt? How physical he was Killer. when he first came in at yeah. black belt. How physical? Now he's like trying to lay back and you know Be play technical. this slow strategic game. No, you're a monster, dude. You're big. <laughs> you're mean. Go out there, hit Wake guys. <laughs> go out there, hit guys in the mouth and smash them GFT style. I think Gutenberg's got to get back to that and really get aggressive with these guys. Yeah, the other great finish as well was in the co-main event with Keishinho mm. versus Richard Nogueira. Omoplata King. Man, beautiful Omoplata from Keishinho. He was looking for it from the entire match. He had that collar sleeve, and he was like going lasso. He was going out, going out. And as soon as that elbow came free, he popped up on it. And, uh, man, it's kind of a really interesting finish as well because I don't know if you guys saw, but he he was looking to hook his leg underneath the far leg. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen both him and Clark Gracie do it, right? And it's beautiful, but couldn't quite get that but he ended up like coming around at such an angle that he kind of grabbed Richard's near side leg and finished it almost like a bow and arrow choke finish mm. it was really interesting we'll throw it we'll throw up the link in the live chat a little bit later but it's really really unique finish to a, a fantastic submission finish does Keishinu yeah. have the best omoplata in the game right now I think it's arguable he gets that position a lot it's gotta be him and Clark go head to head in a omoplata battle I think I think I think Keishinho's underrated I think he should be on Clark he just doesn't have the cool photos of being held up in the air looking at the camera like Clark I think he should be <laughs> on that status of like a omoplata master for sure Marigali's got a pretty good omoplata though right yeah he does he plays that collar sleeve too sleeve as well yeah, yeah. coming up fight to win a 120 Three million. One hundred twenty-six is coming up. Yeah. Man, we've been rolling through those fight wins at a rate of knots. Um, coming up this weekend uh, in San Diego, which is, of course is a hotbed of jujitsu, the mecca of jujitsu, and we got some big matches. Main event: Marcio Andre versus Gucciari Barboza. Very, very intriguing match. I'll just throw some matches out mm-hmm. here. Marcio Andre Gucciari Barboza. Gustavo Batista. Just won the King of Mats there in LA last weekend up against Felipe Bezerra of Checkmat. Tamara Ferreira versus Luana Alzugir. Tubby Alquin versus Gabby McComb. Luisa Montero versus Janaina Maya. Ronaldo Jr. versus Mateus Luna. PJ Barge, the comeback against Sergio Rios. And then a bunch of very, very good names, including Colin DeAngelis, Johnny Tanner, Barrett Yoshida, and many, many. Very yeah. solid card. Very yeah. solid card. You, Any I, matches jump out that for you there? I think Gutierrez takes Mars, so he's got the size advantage. Gutierrez is very underrated. He's been beating a lot of good guys at Black Belt. I'm looking forward to that match, though. Yeah. That's absolutely one of my favorites. Tamara and Luana is a good one. 
Tamara, a lot of people might not know about her. She just got her black belt not long ago, but she's been beating black belts in the UAE for a yeah, while. She's been cleaning up on the she UAE. She yeah, yeah. just got her black belt after Worlds, right? Yeah, yeah. Got her uh, black belt after Worlds, and Luana's obviously a legend. That's that's a crazy one. Ronaldo and, the, and uh, Mateus is a fun match. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, have we seen that before? No, or? No, well, they're not a black belt anyway. Right, so. right. Uh, but. Both both are like extremely physical competitors. Uh, Ronaldo's one of my favorite guys to watch. He's just a, just an animal, and yeah. uh, he thrives on a fight to win stage where he knows he can just go just go unleash his athleticism for eight minutes straight. This is PJ Barch's first grappling match since November last year when he blew his knee out at ADCC trials. Yeah, that was brutal. I'm glad to see him back. Yeah, T- Tubby and Gab- Gabby McComb should be a, a scrap too. They, yeah, they get know, after it. I really really like this match. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, so Tubby, a.k.a. Amanda Alequin, that's her actual name, <laughs> but everybody calls her Tubby. Um, she was at Nogi Pans last week, and you know, I really like watching her. She closed out with Toledo. She did. Yeah. I really like watching her compete because she's just really aggressive. She's got a really exciting style. Just, you know, like you say, scrapper. And uh, that's exactly kind of what Gabby McComb is like, right? Gabby so McComb's mean. Gabby McComb smashes <laughs> girls, man. Like, it, it does not look fun. With she, and she's beat some really good girls in her short black belt career. I think that's a, that's a no-gi match as well. So that's great because Tubby obviously hit the podium last week. And Gabby McComb has been one of Beatrice Mosquito's main training partners mm-hmm. for ADCC. So I would say Perfect. Ronaldo has a size advantage there. But we saw uh, one of the Lunas at... Uh, Master Worlds look look pretty giant, so I don't know if that's the one he's fighting or not. But. Yeah, they literally, they the both of them, the twins, Matthias and Matthias Luna, they got their black belts at Masters Worlds. Mm, that's that right. phenomenal, but uh, it is funny because one of them has got big. <laughs> Can't <laughs> remember it's which It's not one the it one that fights ultra, though, is what you're telling me. No, Matthias is the one, I believe, that fights ultra heavy, which but he's way, not. Way, he's like, he's yeah. like 170, yeah. but his brother has actually bulked up to super heavyweight, so he's like 200-plus pounds. Those are the two hardest guys to tell. I mean, now at least one of them is huge, but it, <laughs> yeah. was, it was always those are the two hardest guys to tell apart Way worse me. than the Meow brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Even before I could tell the Meow apart, you got the tooth thing to help you. So. It's true. You just have to hope that you make Powell smile. <laughs> that's not easy. <laughs> yeah, that's an that's a incredible fight to win card. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Lucky Southern California, they got that card, and then a week later, ADCC. Reed's going to be out there for that as well. Reed's going to be in San Diego. That's why he's not on the podcast today. He flies out tomorrow, and he's going to hit that fight to win tomorrow night, and then he's going to do a little road trip around Southern California for the week leading up to ADCC. It's coming, guys. It's coming. So, no show next week because... We're going to be in California. Ha, ha, ha. Right? But <laughs> hopefully you'll join us because it's ADCC coming up. And you can watch everything live on Flow Grappling. Not only the competition on the Saturday, Sunday, 28th, 29th of September, but also for the first time ever, we're live streaming on the Friday night the bracket reveal. Oh, yes. Now, this is huge because ADCC, they do not publish their brackets until the very last minute on the Friday afternoon after everybody's weighed in and checked, after any last-minute changes have been made. It happens. Some people pull out. They get sick. They miss weight, whatever. But the brackets get made, finalized on Friday afternoon, and then we're going to have a very special live broadcast show and the competitors won't even have seen the brackets either. They'll literally, you'll get to see their reactions as they drop. So we're expecting some fireworks of that, right? Can't wait. Can't wait for that moment. Can't wait. Can be some interesting reactions when they find out. Yeah, uh, there'll be a lot of side eye going on. It'll be like, damn, I got that that guy first round. Yeah, some of them, if, there's, if, there, if it's you and two teammates in the bracket, you know, there's just one guy getting thrown in with you. So it's not as as crazy, but yeah, true. So. But, uh, Anywho, about Arena? Anywho, we'll, we got to we'll, talk Arena. Arena, yes, Arena. We've got any. We've got Flow Grappling Arena, which is the best way that you could possibly uh, follow along the ADCC tournament. You've got live 
brackets with live results. You've got notifications that you can send through to your phone even. Uh, you can, uh, basically, it's all free. Just go in there, and you hit the arena tab at the top, flow, flow grappling, and it's the uh, the entire interactive bracket for every single division. And on there, it's got links through to the matches live as they're happening, registers the points in real time as they're being scored, and if the match is already over, then you can relive the action by just clicking on the match link, and it'll take you straight through to watch the video of the full thing. So I still phenomenal. Use, I still use it to this day for 2017. You can yeah. you can find ADCC 2017 on Arena if you want to check it out and just look at the bracket, and then you just you know left click on whatever match you want, and the video starts. It's amazing. So. ADCC gonna be the best ever, right? Can't wait. Let's go. Let's no. go right now. <laughs> awesome, guys. We'll see you next week. We'll see you at ADCC. Don't miss it. See you soon.